There's nothing more important than family, and for more than 100 years now, customers have turned to Farmers New World Life Insurance Company and agents like Bryce Babcock to help protect the financial security of their loved ones. What makes us different, first off, is we're, we're completely customer service oriented, meaning that our goal is every day to be available. The other piece, too, is that I'm young. I'm 31 years old, and so I'm, I'm hungry, and I'm very motivated every single day to continue to make this agency grow, and, and that's just something that, you know, I, I think that I bring them a lot of other agents do. My initial thought was it's expensive and I just don't have money to invest in my long-term future. Everything I have, I need right now. But once I started looking at the options, it's an absolute no-brainer. You can find a life insurance plan that works for you and you should. It's not just about death either. There's whole life insurance policies that actually have cash value that build over time and so on. So Bryce will break all of that down for you for free. The call is a no-brainer. You have to do it. Brandon's 100% right. Plus, Bryce is even giving out a deal specifically for BSN listeners. I'm going to go ahead and send out a $10 Starbucks gift card right right off the bat. And so you don't have to do business with us. You don't have to. There's no payment needed or anything like that. It's something that we're going to do for anyone that comes in from BSN. gives us an opportunity to earn their business. Call 303-996-6509 today. That's 303-996-6509. Hey guys, we are excited to tell you about some game-changing coffee. Strava Craft Coffee can't make any claims, but this CBD-enriched coffee has really changed lives, and their reviews are incredible, so make sure you check them out. This CBD-infused coffee has taken away long-term migraines, back pains, arthritis, IBS, decreased anxiety, you name it. CBD is all natural and it is non-psychoactive. And this coffee is rich and tasty. We couldn't recommend it more to our listeners. Check it out for yourself and receive 20% off when you use promo code BSN2018 at checkout and get it shipped straight to your door. Now enjoy the show, guys. This is the BSN Avalanche Podcast, powered by the BSN Denver Podcast Network. For the Colorado Avalanche, that's Matt Duchesne. Right now, news is breaking that he has been involved in a trade that has been completed, and it looks like they have pulled him off the ice here after just playing a couple of minutes to start this hockey game. The best Avalanche coverage in Denver. Fans have the puck again in the New York zone. Shot scores! Taking you beyond the ice and inside the locker room. Gerard didn't have a stick. The handoff in the slot broken up with a skate by Gerard. He broke up that play. Then he stopped it there. Oh, wow. What a play by Gerard. <laughs> and now, here are your hosts, A.J. Hafley and Adrian Dater. Ooh, I'm a rebel just for kicks Presented by Strava Craft Coffee. We are also presented by Bender's Bar and Grill. Today we are up at Bender's in Westminster. Here watching the Avs game. I am here with uh, with AJ Hafley. I am your host, by the way, if you didn't already know. Jesse Montano. I'm here with AJ Hafley. First intermission, Avs Preds. 
AJ's typing, so I, I, I'm going to ask him something. <clears throat> I can't tell if he's typing or sleeping after that first period. Slow and boring one-to-one Avs-Preds in Nashville after one. AJ, first and foremost, I told you you walked in. It's very good to see you, my friend. You have uh, out of town all last week, so it's been, a, it's been a minute since I've seen you, but it's been a minute since you've been on the show. Welcome yeah. home. I was telling, uh, I was telling uh, fellow media people <laughs> after the Stars game, I was like, I take a week off from the podcast and it gets better. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going back. <laughs> they can't make me. And after yet, that, here you are. Yeah, after the uh, the flurry masterpiece last week. It's kind of weird just to be doing uh all right, well, I guess we're here doing a post-game podcast. <laughs> yeah, you know, back to business. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, the Theo Flurry plod was, now, I, in my opinion, that was one of the better ones we've done. But it is great to have you back. I'm, I'm sure you were getting DMs constantly asking where you were. Nope. Because I think of all people's opinions, they value yours the most. I value yours the most. That's all just because you're so darn cute. I tell you, it's the cheeks. <laughs> uh, AJ, boring. Boring as hell first period. It's one-to-one, though, so take what you can get. I mean, if there are two teams that shouldn't have to feel each other out. Yeah, seriously. But that's that's kind of the period we had here, and... You know, each team got a goal, and each team got a kind of a fluky, ugly yeah. one. I think that's fair to say. Yeah, it's, it uh, looks like it looks like the Nashville one went off Gerard's skate, mm. which uh, kind of reminds me of the the playoff series. Was it? I think game one. I think that was their opening goal. Was it just? Yeah, c- yeah, because it was Gerard and the irony and all that. It just banked in off the skate, and Bernier was like, "Well." And that's kind of what just it looked like what just happened again was a weak puck from the wall, same exact spot, banked in off a of skate, and it was like, okie dokie. It, it banked in off a of skate further out, though. I still thought Varley should have had a, at least a look at it, but stuff happens so fast, it's easy to say that when you watch it in slow motion, you know? R- right. When you're watching the Exmo and you're like, man. <laughs> yeah. Wow, me, I could have stopped that. It took me seven <laughs> seconds to watch it. Right, right. In slow motion. Yeah. You know, and in reality, he has like maybe a quarter of a second to react. Right, right. Uh, but, it, it, bouncing bouncing puck, though. But yeah, it looks like it did take some kind of yeah, weird hop deflection. Yeah, it, um, it was odd. And, and how weird is it that... We've seen 17 replays of it, and we still don't have a definitive look. Right, right. So, well, uh, camera guys in Nashville, get it together. <laughs> uh, and the Avs, power play, not not much uh, longer after that. Power play, weird McKinnon shot off the wall. Rene, yeah. I, I couldn't tell exactly if it was because he was stopping or if he was still pushing, but his left pad came off the ice. The puck goes right underneath, and... Uh, it, it looked like it even maybe even bounced off of Rene's pad or yeah. skate or something, and, and in again, just kind of a weird one that. Yeah, it was odd. So I mean, that's that's so that's soft. super soft. Yeah, and it, it was <laughs> it was bad. Yeah, and it was kind of a weird power play, and it looked like they were getting frustrated because Landeskog was in McKinnon's normal spot, and McKinnon kept creeping up towards him, <laughs> like we need to switch, dude. Yeah, and they and they were like, okay, well now. You know, and they eventually were able to work the puck around mm-hmm. and got it to him. And McKinnon, hey. McKinnon do what McKinnon does. Another, yeah. another primary assist for Miko Rantanen. And um, another point for G. So Yeah, there you go. Goal, I think for, goal for him that 
I think now seven of his ten points are on the power play. Does he so, only have ten? Uh, yeah, I believe so. I, th- I, I think that was his ninth assist, and he's got the one goal. Yep, ninth assist. So that was his tenth point. The seventh on the power play. So you'd like to see him get it going at even strength, but whatever. That's not. Yeah, take what you can get. Neither right. here nor there right now. <laughs> at this exact moment, yeah. Um, that re- the Rene goal, it's funny because you and I were, were kind of joking back and forth about, oh, I don't think Rene's very good. Oh, I think he's really good, blah, blah, blah. But what was funny to me about that goal is, at least against the Avs, I feel like that's the kind of goal you see Rene give up a lot, something kind of solid like that, and then he'll make 10 miraculous saves right. in a row. Yeah. And so it, it is. He's, just, I mean, he's a high wire act, and he's a guy that that's why his back injury was so devastating to him was because he relies so much on athleticism right. to, to do what he does well. You know, you think Dominic Koshik back in his prime could have gotten by with a back injury? Right, like, right. It's, it's easier for less athletic, more technical goaltenders, you know, when you're not flopping around and moving around like a maniac. Mm-hmm. Not that back injuries are just like, oh, anybody can play those. Right, right. but, it's, but, but it's, it's the it, same thing with Varley and the groin injury. You know, it's, Right, his athleticism and the way that he's so quick twitch, him, ha- him having those groin issues is, you know, one of the, like, one of the worst things he can have happen. Right. Just given who he is as a goaltender. I think under Parkola, that, I think that's probably lessened. I think his reliance on his raw athleticism has gone down and it's been a lot more raw technique and, and understanding and reading pucks and positioning self better. And I think, um, I, I, I think he's a better goalie now, now in, at this point in his career, um, after all the injuries, I mean, he's kind of he's had to learn to adjust, right? And uh, I think that's why we've seen him take those steps forward in, I, the, I, in the last year. I think that is. I think that's also part of the reason why there is there does kind of seem to be this split decision on on what a lot of people think of and or they're spelling Andrew Ghetto on the TV. So I started saying Andrew Ghetto on Renix. I you know I remember us. I think it was before last season or maybe the season before, you know, it was really kind of the opinion of is Rene's career done? Could be, you know, coming off the back injury and stuff, is how is he going to be able to play? And yeah. obviously, you know, him and the team have bounced back pretty well. Yeah, he, it, won, it, he won the Vesna. Right, right. <laughs> so it, it, it is just interesting, though, because for, a, for a, a little while there, it looked like maybe maybe that was it for Rene a couple of years ago. Or not it, but, you know, his career was on the backside, but he's – yeah, he's turned it around. He's taken home a Vesna. He's gone to the Stanley Cup Finals. He's taken home a President's Trophy. Yeah. The insane defense in front of him, I'm sure, has nothing to do with it. But <clears throat> other observations from that first. Uh, I mean, it was a good period. I, I'm struggling I mean, to come up with stuff because it, it really it was just kind of yeah, like a it was it was low event, very I mean, low event. You're looking even even shot attempts 12 and 12 at five on five, at five v five. You know, 12 and that's uh, attempts. That's not even on net. Right, exactly. <laughs> that's. Just attempts. 24 whole shot attempts. It's very low event. It's very two teams that are working themselves into the game. You know, not too high, not too low. We'll see how it goes. Whatever, you know. Um, scoring chances pretty even. 9-7 to seven advantage for Nashville. Good stuff, you know. Is this? A little a little higher than you'd like for, for both teams, really. Um, but high danger chances. Three whole high danger chances between the two teams in the first. <laughs> So scoring chances are there, but uh, perimeter stuff here. Not not a lot of scary. For uh, it being a building, the Avs have struggled in recent years. Huh. A team they've struggled against in recent years. 
is that a period you know you'll say we'll we'll take it? Oh well, absolutely. I, 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 I'm sorry. Any period in which you're not losing to these guys is a is a bonus, especially on the road. Especially especially in Bridgestone, yeah. And I mean, you're you're at a point right now. And again, you're a quarter of the way into the season. By no means are you standings watching, but you're, you want to stay in contact, right? Man. And and a, a win tonight, I think, would go a long way for the Avs. Tonight, you know, you can remain within striking distance. And, and you got to bank these points early because everyone knows how good the Central is. Everyone knows how tight the, the, the races in the, cent- in, in the uh, Western Conference are going to be. So, yeah, like you said, you, you want to stay within arm's reach. and Yeah, I mean, they've got a five-point lead right now. So Like, it, that's significant for it being this early in the season. Right. A five-point lead is no joke. So that, that's what I'm saying. You know, a regulation win tonight – Goes a long way for the apps. In, yeah, in I mean, keeping if they that get arms reach. seven seven back already that's, against a team like that, that's that's going to be not that I'm expecting the apps to catch the Preds, but again, you never want to be too sure. far out of it. Like you want to be, you want to stay in contact, and because I, I mean, seven points. Look at look at the teams that are behind the Avs right now. Seven points. You know, Chicago. Seven points behind the Avs right now. You think you think they're in a comfortable spot? You think they're saying it's early? Right. You know, and and well, how many look, times? And it's still early enough in the season. You're still you can still talk. I mean, we don't expect that they will make a run for the division title or anything. But the closer they the the longer they stay close, the more you just give yourself that chance. Well, I mean, last year and what's going on right this minute in Buffalo is a great example. It was really cold. I, I, I got concerned that it was really hot, and I was like, no. oh, well, that's great. No, no. I, I, so I, I, I accidentally had... just touched the board, and it was really cold, and I was like, ah. He pulled his hand away really fast, like, oh, great, the board's overheating, and we're no. not going to be able to do this anymore. Uh, but, you know, what's going on in Buffalo right now? What happened with the Avs last year? You string any kind of winning streak together, yeah. and all you've got that's, – that's why staying within striking distance of, of whatever that next tier is is so important early in the season. How many times did we hear Matt Duchesne – Nathan McKinnon, you know, over the years, say we got we we buried ourselves early. Yeah, it's, I mean, it, it's it, you can say it's early, but holy shit, it's not anymore. Like, it's not. there's there's that stat that I, um, sixty two of, of eighty teams at American Thanksgiving in the last five years have made the play have 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 been in the in the postseason position and have made it. So that's only eight teams out of <coughs> eighteen teams out of eighty. In the last five years, haven't made the postseason, and one of them was in first place in the NHL at American Thanksgiving last year, and failed to qualify. Whoops! I saw that the other because a uh, Buffalo fan was tweeting us and was like, "Yeah, well, when was the last time any team was in first place and missed the playoffs?" And they sent him a screenshot of last year, like how quickly we forget. Yeah, St. Louis did it yeah. less than a year ago. Really fast. <clears throat> Let's jump out of this segment. Game's about to start again. Yeah. But you told me before you left, eh, the William Nylander stuff isn't anything till Thanksgiving comes and goes. Thanksgiving has come and gone. Just, I mean, literally a 30-second thought on the whole William Nylander situation, just because it's uh, pretty unprecedented. Last guy that I remember sitting out a season like this was Mike Becca in, like, 2001. So, uh, of, your, of the three options, they – Trade him, he gets signed somewhere else. They sign him, he sits out. What do you think? He signs. With Toronto. The 11th hour? Yeah. What's, a, what's the number? Uh, 
I'll go seven years at 725. You think he's going to take that much of a discount? Yeah. Versus zero? <sighs> I mean, it's, it's so you tough. You said 30 seconds quick. So. I know, I know. Well, and now the commercial's on, so I'm just kind of going. It's just it's interesting because I think you even said it on Twitter too, or maybe it was Dario. You know, they're up there inducting Mitch Marner into the Hall of Fame. It was not me. I did see that though. Well no no, I I think you said something like, uh, you know, he's had six he's had two sixty point seasons, let's chill out. So it's just gonna be interesting. Similar numbers to their first couple of years. I don't know if William Nylander is gonna take seven or anything less than eight, eight and a half, which is where he's sitting right now. He just at the moment, he doesn't have a comp to support it. Right. He just right. doesn't. So, What would you give him? Um, if you were Toronto with their situation, where would you be comfortable with William Nylander? I would stop at 7.5. Because they're better, they're better with him than without. Do you maybe see a bridge deal? And maybe. Like just maybe, take, maybe like a year. A, yeah, just take, so he can play this year and then yeah. go from there. Like maybe maybe a really high salary this year. Yeah, like, like give him like ten million. Right. You know, prorated of course for all the games he's missed. Yep. And so he ends up He'll actually take making home eight million before he pays his agent right. and stuff. Whatever. Yeah. It'll be interesting. So yeah, like I said, I just, I, it was just uh, it was funny because I think that was the last conversation we had before you before you took off and yeah we're near the deadline. So I just wanted to hear what you thought. Let's take uh, let's take a quick break here or quick as far as. Whoever's listening to this is concerned. Yeah, we'll be right back (laughs) when it comes to you guys listening. (laughs) Uh, Let's watch second, and uh, we'll let you guys know what we think. BSN Avalanche Podcast presented by Strava Crafts Coffee and Bender's Bar and Grill. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. This is the BSN Avalanche Podcast presented by In We Go, Denver's best subscription that allows you to go to as many events as you can, including Avalanche games, for only $39 per month. There's no additional costs or fees. You heard that right. You can get tickets to Avalanche home games with your In We Go subscription for only $39 a month. And it's not just Avs games. It's Rockies, Rapids, Nuggets, Buffs, Concerts, Beer Tastings, food fests, comedy shows, concerts, and anything else that you can imagine. If it's going on in Denver, there's a good chance that InWeGo can get you in. Here's where it gets good. We partnered with InWeGo to give BSN listeners a great deal. Go to InWeGo.com slash BSN or download the app for free and use promo code BSN50 when you subscribe to get 50% off your first month. That's right, all events in Denver for under 20 bucks during your first month. Try it and fall in love with it just like we all did at BSN Denver. Go to InWeGo.com slash BSN or download the app for free and use promo code BSN50. Now, enjoy the show. All right, welcome back in. Segment number two here on the BSN Avalanche podcast presented by Strava Craft Coffee and Bender's Bar and Grill. Second period just ended, AJ. It is two to two in it I don't know. in uh, Nashville at Bridgestone Arena. Honestly, though, it, it the game seems like it it could be a little bit more in the Avs' favor. The Avs had three breakaways. Pecorine stopped them all. Uh, I mean, he, he had a sequence of, of three saves back-to-back-to-back to back to back that I, I don't know how they didn't go in. One of them didn't go in. And then Kevin Fiala goes back the other way and gets a one-handed tip because, obviously, the Avs also have a goal disallowed at the very beginning of that period. 
to be fair. Unlike the last game against uh, Nashville, that one was pretty cut and dry. But that is now three goals disallowed just against the Predators this year. And uh, I don't know. You're, uh, you're not too happy right now, Age. And uh, being pushed up on all sorts of there's – there's a lot going on up here at Bender's because there always is because this place is great. One of the best hockey bars in the metro area, no doubt. And uh, they got the TVs on. They got, uh, they, got the, they got the sound going through the bar. And we got our good buddy Seth up here who lives up around the area. So, YOLO. If you're not Seth and you're not here, you're not even, you're not even cool. That's right. For tonight, you'll be cool again in the morning, but... Yeah, you can you can reapply for cool status <laughs> at midnight. Twelve oh one. Not like, a minute sooner. Yeah, it's it's like Thanksgiving where everyone is is one thing, and then midnight hits and Black Friday starts and everyone's a different thing. Yeah, you mean that's, a monster? That's what that's what this <laughs> is right now. Like, it's it's sad, but 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 also like one of my favorite parts of the year because I like going on YouTube. And finding like the updated compilations of black, <laughs> like Black Friday fight videos. <laughs> I can't remember who it was. One of the, one of the late night hosts was doing a bit about the the caravan. And, he was yeah. in, and here we got some footage of it. And it was just Black Friday footage. <laughs> 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 so funny. Um, what do you think of this second? Are, are your jets cooled a little bit or? Um, yeah. I mean, I can make it through the segment without using adult language, I think. Hey, don't hold anything back. I mean, that said, these, these refs are fucking bad. <laughs> so there that went. Um, the high-sticking call was great. Like, I thought it was the correct call, right? Like, I, it, it was. they showed it on the replay. It's a good call. From, um, from one angle, it looked like maybe he got it below, but you looked at a couple others, and, and it was pretty Yeah, and, and, and that's, that's more of a... My frustration with that is, again, with a league that says it wants more scoring and has all these little ticky-tack rules about what you can and can't do to put the puck in the net. Right. And um, that frustrates me because it's like, that's, I mean, you're taking away what was a great play by Gabe Bork. I am now deaf. Yeah, I know. Jeez. Um, a pro pool player I am, here. Yeah, I'm, I'm, like, you're taking, you're taking that goal away right. for a really nice play for, I can't figure out the good reason there. And that's the frustration, right? Like, it sucks. Like, it's how is this good for the game, right? And I feel like we're having the same conversation that we had after the other, after the last Nashville game of why is this, why is this in existence? But at least that one I can live with because that rule well, has it, always and, been the rule. And it was clear cut. Yeah. And it was like, look, that it is what it is. My frustration is more. Nashville is like. Well, that's, no, that's, that's three goals at Nash Nashville just against the Avs this season in right. two games. That's three goals that Nashville, on paper now, hasn't given up. Right. Yeah, no, no wonder Pecorino's save percentage is so high. Yeah, yeah, dude. Peter Laviolette's just like, nah, offside? Nah, yeah, right. goalie interference? You win You win half what, of them. What in, huh? <laughs> A goal goes in right away, and Laviolette's like, what they do. Yeah, I'm sure they did something. Right. I'm sure of it. Like, McKinnon's got two goals tonight, and he's like, somebody figure it out. <laughs> also, I would just like to say that these two goals, I like that Peter Laviolette is finally, 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 finally having to pay the price for this cute shit he keeps pulling against the Avs, where he runs out Austin Watson and Colton Sissons against the best line in hockey. And he's been getting away with it 
because Nashville has this weird voodoo nonsense going on against Colorado, the same way that the Avs have kind of had that against the Stars for like five years. <laughs> and and it's and like tonight they're getting crushed. Like that top line is dominating them, and it's and it's like the top line dominating everybody right now. Like they're right. they're so locked in, they're so on fire. It's ridiculous to watch, and. I'm 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 really liking that this this silly matchup that Laviolette has chosen to roll with is finally coming back to haunt him. Well, so it's funny. I listened, and yet it's a tie game. I listened to a uh, quick side note here on that subject. I, li- I listened to a, a just a, a Boston media outlet. They did you know like a three minute Avs Bruins preview from a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and one of the guys was saying, "Oh, well, I loved what uh, you know the Bruins did tonight. They matched up their checking line with a top line." And this guy he was like. I think they should keep that going. And someone else on their show interjects and goes, you're not going to be able to do that against Colorado. And he's like, oh, that's the shutdown line. He's like, I'm telling you, man. (laughs) You cannot roll out these third and fourth lines, scrubbo. I'm using air quotes to say shutdown lines. Against a line that's that dominant. (laughs) Right. Like a line that at one point was scoring as many goals as entire teams. Right. Like. You're not going to get away with it. And, and we're seeing, like, Nashville's paid the price for it tonight. Now, obviously, one of those is a power play goal. So, you know, whatever. But watching Austin Watson, like, throw a little man baby fit after McKinnon's second goal because they, they had the blown coverage and they, he was, nah, and he's, yeah, that was amazing. What do you think of that goal? Kind of a weird angle. You can, you can, uh, you can, you can pitch that as... That's a bad goal from a bad angle for Rina to give up, or yeah, that's a hell of a shot. Yeah, both. I mean, it's a perfectly placed shot. It's like the one weak area of how he played that, right? Had he, like, squared up to him, but because of where he was on the ice, you know, he was close enough to, if he if he tries to square up to him, McKinnon wraps side. it around. Yeah. And so he, you know, he got in, he, he got up inside his post, did everything he wanted, and and then it was just a nice shot. Like, See, it, what's, what's funny it was is, good. is, you know, we talk about, was it a nice shot? Was it a bad goal? We talk about that a lot, right? Because there's, sure. there's a lot of different opinions on that. And on almost any given goal, you can find someone on Twitter that's going to say it was a bad goal. You're going to find someone on Twitter that's going to say, no, it was great. But, you know, with a guy like McKinnon, with a guy like Rantanen, whose shots are so deadly and they are so versatile in the offensive zone, that you know that makes a difference. You you don't think that Pecorine r- recognized the fact that was Nathan McKinnon and said I've got to commit to one or the other. Yeah, he definitely did. So I mean, he has to. Just having those guys out there, just their presence is dynamic enough. It opens up things that say a, a Matt Calvert wouldn't have. You know, shots like that open because yeah, Pecorine would yes, score up to him. Please, can that guy finish a breakaway? So it's. <laughs> Speaking of Matt Calvert, like the one you? time, the one time he finished something, you remember, it was because Sheldon Dries crashed the net, right? And he like got a lucky tip in. Did you notice on Matt Calvert's shorthanded breakaway there in the second period, two defensemen kind of stood up? Well, they were gassed, like what? they were at the end, and they'd run out of they run out of steam, and I mean he just outworked them. But there, there wasn't really like. Once they got past the blue line, they were like, I'm sure, I'm sure he won't score. There wasn't really much effort. And, again, it's 
I, I just think that's a product of who's got the puck. People are aware. And uh, Do you see my computer just started scrolling mm -hmm. when I'm not even touching it? Sure did. That was weird. I guess that ghost from my house is now <laughs> hanging out elsewhere. It's clinging to you, age. No, it's going to cling on to you now. I've already got one in my house, dude. I don't have room for more. I don't have room for more. It inhabited that pit bull. <laughs> I can't <laughs> tell that story on here. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Any, anything else from the second? Uh, the officiating. Kevin, Kevin, Kevin Fiala, Let's a nice tip. Oh, I mean, that's credit a perfect where, tip. Credit where credit's due. It's a, perfect, it's a one in a million tip. Like yeah. that. Holding off a defender while getting your stick under another defender's stick. Yeah. And getting enough on it to send it elbow in. Like, perfect. It's right. perfect. And it's funny. I say it's one in a million. And it's happened at least twice this year against the <laughs> But, like, that's a that's a great play. You can't really defend that one. Um, I don't have any issues with that. Like, that, that yep. doesn't. You know, they've got a fluky goal that, that banged in off of Gerard's skate, and they've got some nonsense. I'm just going to set this over here so I don't douse our laptops. That'd be awesome. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> hey, sorry, Brandon. Uh, nothing for the next few days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? Nothing till payday. Yeah, right. Officiating. Again, I, I, uh. and it's getting to the point where I guess we're talking about it a lot, so we can't really say we don't like to talk about it, but I was telling – you know, I said our, our good buddy Seth is up here, big, you know, good friend of the pod, good friend of BSN. I was telling him, I said, I, th I think in all the years I've been watching hockey, this year has been the most inconsistent as far as officiating goes. It really feels that way, man, because we're watching and, like, McKinnon's line is getting openly obstructed. All three guys are have, have dudes, like, draped on them, arms around them like they're going on their first date kind of thing. Like... <laughs> I guess if the arms around him, it might be like second or third dates. I don't know. I don't date, obviously, so I don't know how many it takes to get to that point. But I feel like that's a that's a first date, like at an ABS game. You always see people dating no, ABS games that's, getting. I guess that's true. Getting like extra chummy. Yeah, where or if they get on like the jumbotron, like they're trying really hard to be like, "Hey, look, we're cute." Yeah. <laughs> like I'm never talking to this guy again, but we're so cute. First, first dates at sporting events. If I'm ever, if they're ever like sitting around me. All I can hear is the constant yeah. laughter. I'm like, they're not that funny. Right. I'm listening to all the same jokes. Like, they're not that funny. Like, look, dude, I know you're lonely, but <laughs> you don't, you don't got to sell it that hard. You don't need to do that. <laughs> you don't need to do that. You should just turn around and say that shit. <laughs> you don't need to do that. Unnecessary. Uh, Unnecessary, sir or madam. What's what's that noise here? Eh. Eh. <laughs> eh. Have you listened to any of the new ones? Uh, yeah, the most recent one I got about 20 minutes into, and then I got home, so <laughs> I stopped. I will listen to it on the drive home from here. Tonight. Yeah, but <laughs> I uh, uh, second period, man. Oh, yeah. Um, the, the so the officiating, it, what really has frustrated me is just that 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 Avsop line openly obstructed, mm. like draped all over them, right? And then a minute later they go down and they score. Okay, that's frustrating. And then Patrick Nemeth gets called for doing exactly the same thing defensively as they were doing to Colorado's entire top line. Yep. But they were like, oh, no, all good, dog. Don't worry about it. And to be fair, on the flip side, 
The Avs had a scoring chance off of Eric Johnson breaking a back-checking Ryan Johansson's stick yeah. away from the play. Yeah. So again, being being fair here. I put out I put out a tweet that says this game's being officiated like it's being played on April 27th and not November 27th. Yeah. Because that's the feel of it in the second period. All of a sudden, we went from low event first period to second period between two teams that really don't like each other that ramped up the intensity and ramped up the physicality and then ramped up the nonsense. And so, of course, that puts the officiating in a bigger spotlight when that's when that kind of play starts getting going and they start making decisions about what's cool and what's not. Because up to that point, they had largely just been, all right, y'all handle it. And then when they started figuring and they started making choices about, well, that's okay, but that's not okay, that's when you start going, okay, well, now there are inconsistencies popping up right. because you just called two in a row on this team for doing something that the other team spent 14 minutes of the period doing right. every single shift. Like, what do you, what do you, and this is one reason why I think there needs to be some accountability there mm -hmm. about, you know, you get, you get one of the officials to, to do a, a pool afterwards yeah. with, you know, some reporters, whatever. It doesn't have to be every reporter. It doesn't have to be a huge scrum, but at least one or two people can go in there and be like, hey, what are you seeing here? Because the league's complete lack of transparency with regards to how its game is being officiated is easily one of the hardest things to, to try and explain to new fans. And when veteran fans and when people who work in the sport are openly having conversations about, I don't know what's what anymore, the players, you ask the players, and they're like, hey, I, I can't explain it. I thought that was this. I thought this was, this was that, whatever. They don't know what's going on. Observers don't know what's going on. Front offices don't know. There's massive amount of confusion and misunderstanding about what the expectations are. And you see it in, in nightly, you know? And of course, the Avs have 6-0-1 in their last seven. So we're not talking about it much. Right. Because everything is, everything's coming up Avs right now. You know, and they may even walk out of this one with a win. But as of right now, man... Easily one of my biggest frustrations with this night has yeah. been the very clear distinction between how they're calling the two teams. As we have an offside review going on in, uh, in Minnesota right now. I hope they lose it because those fans, I hope they lose every offside review forever and all time so that those fans with those sticks still up their asses about the 2014 playoffs can <laughs> shut the hell up. With that. Let's go ahead and go to a break. Word. You said no adult language. I, and I used it like five times. You actually started and ended with it. Hell yeah. BSN Avalanche Podcast presented by Strava Craft Coffee and Bender's Bar and Grill. We will be right back. Hey, BSN fans. Your favorite Colorado sports network has partnered with your favorite Colorado beer, and we're giving them away for free. But in true BSN fashion, we're not letting you go to some major chain for it. We want you to go to your local neighborhood bar and support a real Colorado business. That's why we've created the Bar Page, where any BSN subscriber can go in and get a free beer 
whenever they want. Just go to bsinbars.com and you can get one free Coors Banquet at any bar on that list. All you have to do is show the bartender the VIP image on that page in your browser and you can retrieve a free Coors Banquet beer at any of those bars. There are over 20 bars there. You're sure to find one close to you. It's bsinbars.com. Find a bar and get a free Coors Banquet on the house. Thanks for listening to the BSN Denver Podcast Network. There's nothing more important than family and for more more than a hundred years now, customers have turned to Farmers New World Life Insurance Company and agents like Bryce Babcock to help protect the financial security of their loved ones. What makes us different, first off, is we're, we're completely customer service oriented, meaning that our goal is every day to be available. The other piece, too, is that I'm young. I'm 31 years old, and so I'm, I'm hungry, and I'm very motivated every single day to continue to make this agency grow, and, and that's just something that you know I, I think that I bring that not a lot of other agents do. My initial thought was was it's expensive and I just don't have money to invest in my long-term future. Everything I have, I need right now. But once I started looking at the options, it's an absolute no-brainer. You can find a life insurance plan that works for you and you should. It's not just about death either. There's whole life insurance policies that actually have cash value that build over time and so on. So Bryce will break all of that down for you for free. The call is a no-brainer. You have to do it. Brandon's 100% right. Plus, Bryce is even giving out a deal specifically for BSN listeners. I'm going to go ahead and send out a $10 Starbucks gift card right right off the bat. And so you don't have to do business with us. You don't have to. There's no payment needed or anything like that. It's something that we're going to do for anyone that comes in from BSN. gives us an opportunity to earn their business. Call 303-996-6509 today. That's 303-996-6509. Third and final segment here on the BSN Avalanche Podcast presented by Strava Craft Coffee and Bender's Bar and Grill. We are coming to you post-game 3-2 Avalanche win over the Nashville Predators in Bridgestone Arena. That is the first Avs regular season regulation win over the Predators since March of 2016. Tyson Jost gets the game winner on a power play in the third yeah, period. He does. And and That's and Seth, Seth did call that. He said that uh Josty was gonna be the one to finish it up there, and he was. AJ, it was it was it was frustrating to watch at times. It was boring to watch at times. The Avs really had to hold on there in the third. They got outshot, outpossessed in the third, but they come away with two points. They don't give Nashville any. And the scenario you and I talked about at the top of the show where, hey, you got this regulation win. You're within three points of, of the Nashville Predators in the Central Division. Minnesota lost tonight. The Jets lost tonight. The Avs sit in second place. How do you feel about all of this? All this just excitement. Well, and now they changed the game to the Nuggets game. And the Nuggets, the Nuggets are beating up on the Lakers at home. <laughs> so... Sick jerseys. This is the best night ever. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, honestly, uh, all jokes aside, I'm trying to get a cough drop in. Sorry. No, you're good. You're in. Oh, no. So, it uh, it was a good game. It, it, it really was. It, it was one of those ones yeah. where you, you go into what so many people. You know, it's funny. Everyone talks about what an impossible building that is to play in. But all the guys we talked to last year during the playoffs for the Avs, they're like, yeah, I mean, it's loud, but. Every building's loud. And, yeah, they cheer, but every building cheers. So, you know, 
it's, a, it's it is a raucous building, and, and the abs go in there. Well, and, and what like, made it a lot harder, man, was not the crowd. They're irrelevant, but the Predators just what their 17 minute barrage that they just right. laid on the abs in the third period. Farley came up huge. He needed that. He hadn't personally beaten Nashville in a very long time. He hadn't even played well against Nashville in a long time. And that was that was good stuff. He was awesome down the stretch. As good as he was, you know, we we mentioned it there. 29 to 5. At 5v5, third period Corsi for Nashville. 29 to 5. How much of those made you nervous, though? How many of those made you nervous? 13 scoring, of those 13 scoring chances, five high danger. So enough. But. But not like this egregious amount. You know, you made the comment, you said the shot totals are going to look bad, but a lot of that stuff was perimeter, ticky tack pucks on the. I mean. Looking at the heat map, there's shots from all over the place. All over the place. It's. Hottest right in front of Arley. Bad. But it's not. The next darkest area, though, is is what? The point. 25 feet out? Yeah. I mean, it's not. Uh, you're, wa- you're watching 30. it, and you're and you're just like, look, this. The abs, the abs got shelled. They sat back. 60 feet out? They, they sat back and got shelled, man. Like, there's no. There's no, there's no, the only way you sugarcoat it is, lol, they won. Right. So who cares? So, I mean, and, and, I mean, this is how, this is how Nashville responds. This is ex- how Nashville responded to Colorado getting the lead is exactly how Colorado responded to Dallas taking the lead. The difference was the Avs did it way earlier in the third period. And so, and it was, and they, and they sustained for the rest of the game. Whereas Dallas folded like the French because that's what Dallas does. So, you know, you're you're saying like it's the positive. I mean, they won. They're now they're now seven zero and one in their last eight games since the losing streak. They're seven. They lost five in a row. They responded to it with a seven zero and one run, and I think they're on a, a straight up five game winning streak now, and way ahead of last year's pace. Now, at one point, I think after the losing streak, they were right at the same spot. They are now way ahead of it. You know, and and that was that would have being being at last year's pace. Remember, was going to require at some point a ten game winning streak in there. <laughs> right. All right. Well, they've now got a seven zero and one run a month earlier, and they've done it. The most impressive part of this half of this has been on the road, where they won fifteen games last season. That I believe tonight their ninth road win of the year. Well, I was just going through after tonight. I believe the split is now. 16 road games to nine home games. There's, I'm, I'm not sure what the split is, but there's a five-game road trip in January. Out and two games, two games out in Western Canada, three games in Eastern Canada. After, after that road trip, the Avs will have played 28 of their road games. And that's in, in January. In January. <laughs> so that the Avalanche are, have found a way to not only survive, because remember, a bad road team last year. 15 wins. Yeah, they were out of away. 40, 41 away games. Technically 42 because they had two in Sweden. So 15 of those games they won. Up to nine already. That was their biggest key coming into the season. Stay good at home. 
Maybe not 28 wins at home, maybe 25 wins at home. But go from 15 to, to, 20. to 20, to 22. And right now, I, I would have to pull it up, but I think they're 9-4-2 and two on the road. So they're not, they haven't just found a way. And they just beat Nashville <laughs> in Nashville's own barn. So you're talking, if you want to focus on the fact that they got shelled in the third period, they went into the turtle. And we haven't seen that from them. They've been winning, you know, look, they've won five games in a row. Right. We haven't seen the turtle from them. We just haven't. It hasn't been there. Well, and it's and it's one of those things, too, where we – and we mention it every time something like this happens. Oh, well, they got killed in the third and, and blah, blah, blah. That's Nine, what, four, and two yeah, on the road. Spot on. That's what, that's what teams do when you're defending yep. now, now, you don't want to do it for as long as the Avs did it tonight. You don't want to do no that doubt. every night. Like, no but, doubt. You cannot get away with that long term, especially against a team of that caliber. You can't do it. But right. they did it. You can do it for a period. You can lean on your goalie. And, you know, the big thing about this winning streak, they have not gotten exceptional goaltender play. Nope. They've gotten solid goalie play. But they haven't been leaning on their goalies. For the first time in, what, since maybe the Washington game, which they lost in overtime, I think they had to lean on their goalies tonight. And But even then... What what was a spectacular save Varley made to save the game? He 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 I can't was name one. he was really good and he was solid and he made every save he needed to. There were you know in the second period there, Kerfoot had that kind of accidental turnover. He took a hit and it just kind of came off the stick into the slot. Varley, and, that, and that hit the post. Right. Varley and like was, that was the one time they got lucky right in that situation. Varley was very good tonight, but. By no means can you say that Varley stole this game. If it's not for Pecorina in that game, the Avs win, what, 8-2? I mean, they cert two? they're certainly looking at, like, a 4-5 goal first period. So th there was there – and, and, like, I, w I would say against most teams because yeah. their backup is all – like, UC Saros is right. really, really good. Right. So maybe not. But against most teams, they would have – done what we've seen them doing i mean the anaheim game the anaheim game was weird because i felt like i was the only one watching it <laughs> because i was telling everybody in the press box the abs are going to win this game like they're they're laying it on the ducks and it was just those couple of plays you know it was like obviously goals matter quite a bit right but it was just it was just obvious like who the better team that night was and I forgot where I was going with this point. How did I start? Pecorine, Avs could have won by a lot more. Yes, exactly. This is what we've seen them doing. We've seen them getting out to leads, building them. I mean, we saw it, we saw it against um, uh, L.A. And, and Arizona. Got out early, got the lead, built the lead, built the lead, ran away with it. LOL. Then, yeah, then... You can sit and back roll, and, and then giggles, and then you don't you don't give a shit what the shot chart is when you're five to one. Right. You're, you're like, so what? Right. So what? We're up seven to one. Who cares? Right. Well, and and you know, so so you're looking at this game, three breakaways. Pecorino stopped them all. Yeah. No. Uh, there was that that one series where there was a, three consecutive shots. A disallowed shots, goal and a post. A disallowed a disallowed goal, a post, and a second robbery on Matt Calvert. Yeah. That's seven goals. We or that's seven plays right there that could have. So easily been goals and were legitimate coin, coin flips. They're, yeah, and and the Avs lost 
all seven of those right. and still won. It's like it's like it's like going. Uh, it's like NFL team at the beginning of the game. You know they they toss the coin yeah, to, to yeah. the side. It's like seven games in a row. You just lost every coin. Every coin toss. Seriously, and they just lost seven coin flips. And 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 again, I'm, I guess we're, maybe we're not, we can't not. count the, the the Bork disallowed goal as a coin flip. I mean, it was right. It was on video. It was clearly yeah, disallowed. So, so let's right. say six. Six. And, and oh, big big difference. <laughs> You know, the Predators had a couple posts, a couple coin flips there. But, again, Varley didn't have to make one, uh, again, uh, outrageous save that, that yeah. Rene like did. Like the Edmonton game. What yeah. was the big the save on Dreisaitl? Everybody, We remember it. <laughs> we remember it because it stood out. That was the only time where he had to, like, bail them out in, in a singular situation. Right. It was the only one. But what we just watched... He just did work, man. He just he stood up, was solid, got in the way of the puck. They pay him $5.9 million to just get in the way of shit. And he did it all period long. And that was it was that simple. He got in the way of it. Tyson Jost, uh, back from injury, you know, for, for a handful of games now. He looks like a different, uh, different man out there. I mean, he is. <laughs> I mean, straight up, yes. And I sat with, uh, I sat with a, an unnamed personnel individual uh, in the press box in the Boston game. Remind me to give you your birthday present. Okay. I just saw your Etsy receipt, so <laughs> it reminded me. Yeah. I need to get that to you. Um, I felt really bad because last time we talked about it, I was like, no, I'm scared. And you're like, no, it's I actually like I it's like genuine. I was like, oh well, yeah, I put, now I feel like a dick. <laughs> I actually I put thought into it, yeah. <laughs> um but no, um uh, I, so I sat in Boston against Boston, I sat in the press box next to a personnel guy who said that the two keys to Colorado becoming legitimate cup contending teams were Gerard and Jost, because the league still views Tyson Jost as a very, 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 very good young player. Well, why do you and think the conversation, every time trade rumors come the, up? The conversation was he's still 20, and even in this NHL, that's still really young. But by the time he's 22, if he's if he's the guy they think that everybody thinks he'll be, then Tyson Tyson Jost is going to be an X factor for them because you know you know how Nashville had to use Seth Jones and Sam Gerrard to go get forwards, yeah, to go get Johansson and, and Turris. Colorado doesn't have to play that shit, right? Homie, don't play that game. Well, and, and then on top of that, I, I talked about it a couple weeks ago on, on Twitter. So, you've, you know, you've got Jost, you've got Kerfoot, you've got Comfer that, again, are all still considered, you know, young, not prospects necessarily, but, you know, young guys still figuring it out. Oh, by the way, Kamenev. Oh, by the way, Martin Kaut. Oh, by the way, two first-round picks this year. Oh, by the way, Kale McCarr. Oh, oh by the way, Kale McCarr. So it's that's that Who was is in line right now to be a Hobie Baker winner as a defenseman as a sophomore, which has never happened. 
now was why, you know, and you... Uh, now that I've openly jinxed him. So. Seth, signing off. We're, we're going to try to get this to a, a suitable length for your run tomorrow. <laughs> See you, man. Yeah, so, you know, you you've, it's, it's one of those things where you don't, like you said, you're not going to have to do that. And that's why, you know, you're seeing all these people throw, oh, they should trade this for... Yeah. Uh, for Mitch Marner, ooh, you should give up. Oh, well, just give him or this. Or, I mean, William Nylander. Yeah, I'm sorry. William Nylander, I'm sorry. But why? Um, Mitch Marner's going to the Hall of Fame. Right. <laughs> 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 you know, why the, Why would you do that with, with everything that you've got on the way? Right. The Avs have yet to lose with JT Confer in the lineup. In regulation. Did they lose in Columbus? Yeah. They lost 5-2. They got work that game. Okay, so they're what? 7-1 and one with Confer Confer in the lineup? Um, this one only loss. goes. So. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. So 7-1 and one with JT Confer in the lineup. And the, no and the only game that he didn't score was the Columbus game, which they lost. Yeah, so he has a point in all but one game. We try not to make too big of a deal out of depth, guys. Yeah, but... But this is a situation where that depth is is chipping in and contributing. Again, the, the, the talk of secondary scoring has slowed down a little bit. The team's hot right now, so, you know, everyone's scoring. But What do you mean it's slowed down? What did I just say? You said, second, the, the top, you said secondary scoring has slowed down. I don't know why I said that. Yeah, because Kerfoot and Jost have produced a goal. Or maybe, goal maybe like, I meant it's going to slow like, down. Oh, well, I mean, so is the top line. Right, right. They're not all going to have 110-plus <laughs> point seasons. I I started reading something and completely lost my train of thought. So I apologize to you and yeah. everyone listening. Cause yeah, no worries. I have no clue where I was even going that. But, you know, the, the secondary scoring right now isn't an issue. You're getting it. And you've got more offense coming. You've got these yeah. young guys who are chipping right now. Continuing to get better. I mean, you're getting multiple goals from your top line, which won't continue. That's cheat code. <laughs> well, <laughs> but you're getting a goal. You, you you ask for one depth goal game, and one or two goals from your top line. You know, if that's your formula, then okay, they're repeating it every night. Well, it's just that you know the the Comfort, Jost, Kerfoot, Lump, Wilson in there because he skates a lot with you know a. a mixture of those well, guys. Well, and that's that's the guy that you're looking at, and you're like, he's the he's the the weak link. Right. And, because and, Kerfoot's well, on a 60-point pace. And Jost, since coming back, is on like an 80-point pace, which obviously is silly. But right. combine, combine the early season slump with what he's at now, Jost is at about a 40-point pace. But it's been going up every game. Right. And, I mean, Colin Wilson's off to like a respectable start. Right. I said before the season I thought he was he had a thirty point year in him. He's on pace to do that right now. A little bit more, but yeah. So, you know, and and six goals out of him. You can't complain right. about that. And, and so you know you look. And you at don't all care where those goals come from, even right? if they come on the top power play unit where he's playing with the the best players in the world right now. So what? Right. Ba so what? Dude, that kills me about hockey fans too. It's like he needs to score more. He scores. Well, not like that. It's like, what do you want? But, yeah, man, it's it's your, your top line's going like crazy. You've got the depth scoring right now. 
with the way the Avs are playing, there aren't a lot of teams that can handle them right now. Again, things are going to cool. There's there's ebbs and flows season. They're I mean, they just of, went in Nashville and beat the best team in the West. Like, yeah. What, what, I mean, what more, what more do you want from them? I don't if know. If it were not for Nashville, they'd be the number one seed in the West right now. They're ahead of every other team in the West. I believe they are. Are they still the league leaders in goals? Goals for? Uh, Tampa or? Bay has 93. Jeez. 89. And the odds are at 89. So it's it's Tampa Bay, Toronto, and Colorado. Right now, that's company you want to keep. Yeah. It's, it's you know, San Jose isn't really scaring anybody the way people thought they would. Yeah, Toronto, Tampa, Nashville, Colorado are, are kind of the two teams in each conference to beat at this moment. And, and Buffalo, I guess. I mean, they're on a 10-game win streak. And a 10-game win streak a third of the way into the season, like, they played 25 games. They've won 10 in a row. <laughs> right. So, I mean, this is like when Colorado won 10 in a row last year and then immediately sank back right? because they played way the hell over their heads. So, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Buffalo, which is turning into one of the fun stories of the season. Yeah. Uh, Jeff Skinner shooting William Carlson-like numbers. Well, I mean, we always said what happens if Jeff Skinner got a center. Yeah. I don't think anybody was like, oh, well, he'll just score 60. <laughs> I think we all thought, hey, that 30-goal guy should go to, like, 40, 45. Hey, maybe if things get crazy, he gets 50. Not he's going to score 65. <laughs> so it's been, a, I mean, it's been a really fun start to the season. And yeah, obviously the, the abs are, are rocking right now. And, and, I mean, what better way to put a, a – five-game losing streak in the rearview mirror. They've lost ten games this year, and five of them came in a row. And, by the way, you got points in four of them. The Avs have given up 67 goals this season. That five-game losing streak, I believe they gave up 29. So you want to talk about goal prevention? You remove the five-game losing streak, and you look at the other 19 games that the Avs played, and they've played. They have produced goals... And, and had goal prevention at, a, at an elite level. Obviously, you would take out the goals four in those five games as well. And they did have those back-to-back -back games where they scored a ton of goals. Yeah. But. So, and a, that's. I mean, the, the, Avs, the Avs have been, through 24 games, one of the five best teams in the NHL. Six more games played on the road than at home as well. Nine, four, and two. It, it's, a, it's, it's really impressive, man. It's. That it's, win tonight ties them with Toronto for the most road wins in the NHL. Now, obviously, Toronto's is more impressive because they've won 9 out of 12 on the road, and that's just dumb. But is theirs more impressive? They're taking – it's all stuff that they can go bust. You know what I mean? The East Coast travel is so much lighter. Sure, but, I mean, they've won 9 of 12. It's been more impressive. You have. You so, have. But and the Avs, the Avs have lost six away road games. Away games in Montreal aren't really away games for Toronto. Away <laughs> games in Buffalo aren't. <laughs> right. Away games in Florida aren't really. So, I mean. I get, I get what you're I, saying. I know. I'm just, I'm just playing a little of bit. Of, you're 100% right. And so, I, yeah. And I think. Just, just a little bit of record, devil's advocate here. One of, their, one of their trips was California. So, it really doesn't count because. <laughs> That's not much of a gauntlet anymore. Even, <laughs> even though it's a lot of miles, it's not a lot of hard hockey. <laughs> Let's pack it up as they're turning. I think they're playing us off. Yeah, for sure. This is this is our outro, apparently. Yeah. Mm -mm. All right, AJ. Final thought. Uh, 
Super fun game. Super fun start to the season. S super slow start to the game. Yeah. Ended up being a pretty intense watch. Yeah, it's, you know, man, it's. it's. I'm thrilled you, they won, you man. Can, I know. Yeah, me too. We Every time we come up here <laughs> for, for games, it's like these super. It's, what was the game you and AD had up here without me? We didn't. AD and I have come up here before just to do, like, regular shows. Oh, there was no game that night. No, the last game that we were up here for was the Detroit comeback, comeback OT win. win. Yeah. yeah, I remember where I got really, really drunk on Long <laughs> Island. Yeah. yeah. And said a bunch of messed up stuff about the city of Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, man, it's in, in every sport, you can tell when teams are good and you can tell when teams are just winning. 13-14, the Avs were just winning. They weren't good. Well, that was a team that was finding a way in close games all the time. Right. And, and like, coming from behind and, like, the Avs never trailed in this game. No. No, oh, yeah, they did. They were down one none. So they only trailed for a minute because yeah, it was. they got uh, scored on and then they got the power play, of like, literally it, it, a few minutes later. I was going to say it was minutes. Yeah. Right. They, they trailed the grand total maybe, like, I'd have to pull it up, but it, it was like and, five minutes. And I believe the Avs also started the season with the longest streak of, of not trailing in the NHL. Yeah. The Avs are playing with the lead a lot, and, and you're what's so fun is, is again, you've been we've been preaching patience. The Avs organization, patience. It's coming. Trust the process. Right. Well, and this and, is it, man. And, it's and, happening. And, and Avs fans have been pulling their out. Rightfully so. The, Av, the Avs organization messed up a couple rebuilds. And and yeah. so Avs fans have been pulling their hair out. So it's been hard to hear that. But this is this is it. This is your patience finally paying off. This, well, is, this is this is the last step that a team has to take before it it you know before the holy light of the hockey gods shines down <laughs> upon you and you ascend into the league's elite. Does this, this not, is it? This does is the this last not step. remind you a little bit of Nashville from the last few years? You squeak in. You give some people, I mean, obviously they, they went on a much deeper run, but, you know, the Abs gave the Preds a, a run for their money last year. Yeah. You're seeing. You're Tor see I would say Toronto better. Yes. Yeah. Toronto snuck in as the eighth seed, and, gave and the top seed caps a world of problems. Really fun series. Lost and in then, six. Yeah, and then, you know, have gotten better since then. That's where the Avs are right now. Which, which who, what is the one team that we've been saying the Avs are, are following their, their model? It's Toronto. And, yeah, again, people are falling in love themselves over Toronto and Mitch Marner and and all sorts of stuff. The abs are right in their rearview mirror. And and it's it's exciting to see all this stuff finally playing out. And it's not – you know, I had someone in my mentions uh, last week, you know, we were talking about uh, William Nylander and stuff. Oh, the abs will never win anything because they're married to prospects. Well, this is how teams get good, through your prospects and through your prospects panning out. And well, I mean, you're looking at it and – Guys that guys that they've drafted, all three of the top line, Tyson Jost. Ty, I guess Tyson uh, Berry ten years ago. Yeah, Berry. Uh, let's see. I'm and running so through. it's and well and then guys they've actually developed. You know, Comfer Comfer was drafted by Buffalo, but his entire development. But he was still at Michigan when he was traded to the Ants. Right. His his whole pro development has been with the Ants. Gerard, four NHL games before coming to the Avs. Right. Tyson, yeah. All, all, of, uh, all of Kerfoot's NHL, all of his pro. Yeah. You know, his development was four years at Harvard. But <laughs> that was nothing that the Devils did. Right. Like the Devils, nobody gets credit for Kerfoot's. Kerfoot and Harvard get that credit. Right, right. Um, the Avs get credit for convincing him that this was the place for him, which 
if you go back and and all the consternation Avs fans have had over not getting college players the last few years, is there is there a better college signing out there in the NHL right now? No. Like it was maybe Kevin Hayes. Like Kevin Hayes, a really good player in his own right, a solid player in his own right, a guy who it came down to the Rangers and the Avs. <laughs> A guy that I could very easily see the Avs go after uh, because he's a UFA at the end of this year, and it sounds like the Rangers are not interested in that. And see, those are the types of moves where the Avs will go out and do that and people will be mad, but you're filling out your depth. Well, you got to build a roster somehow. Right. You know, Avs, Avs fans have been mad about the uh, waiver claims and their obsession with the waivers. And, yeah, it's gotten a touch out of hand, but it's also worked. You had I mean, three Matt guys Nieto, in your Mark Berrio, and, and Patrick Nemeth. Andrew Ghetto. Ah. Andrew Ghetto was not. He was a trade. He's always I, – I we, always, always, we always consider because, him that. Because the Avs passed, passed right. over him on waivers. Yeah, because he did but, clear waivers the one time. But that was time. a throwaway trade. You know what I mean? That was a nothing trade. They gave away Andreas Martinson. Who plays in Chicago's AHL? Uh, I think he's actually on the AHL roster. Well, in Chicago. And, right, on a bad team. Like, no, no not – Anything against him, who is a great guy. Oh, awesome! But I mean that, and I don't. I, I don't think Ghetto's long for the Abs either. Like I think they're just gonna move past him, and it won't be anything he did or didn't do. It'll just be that they've got internal upgrades at the spot, and I think he'll go and get another NHL job somewhere. Yeah, he definitely will. Let's get out of here. This is almost thirty minutes for this segment, oh, which I think was appropriate. I mean, absolutely. You're feeling good. The Abs are on a seven zero and one. You know, you just. This might be the high point of the regular season just because, you know, you probably won't have multiple of these kinds of stretches. And you just beat a team you literally hadn't beat since 2016. Like, feeling good. I'm feeling I'm feeling good right now because I'm watching this, and it's good hockey. Right. They're winning good right. hockey games by playing like, good hockey. You look, at, you look at the first two periods of the game. You know, did Nashville run away with it in the third? Yes. But what was the difference? The Avs took the lead. Right, Nashville's playing catch-up. That changed the game. The Avs had the shot advantage until they scored. And then, you know, Nashville was like, okay, great. Right. But yeah, the Avs are, are, are playing quality hockey. And even then, I mean, even, even with everything tonight, 11 high danger chances against. Not a high number. Higher than you'd like, but not a high number. 29 scoring chances against. Too high. But 13 of them in that in that last period, which you led almost the entire time. So, context. You know, they played Nashville straight up through two periods. They played them to it. And, and then when they got the lead, it changed the course of the game. We saw the exact opposite happen when Nashville was in Denver. When they got, you know, they got that lead, it got into the third period, and Nashville shut it down. They didn't try and do anything. The Avs outplayed them in that third period. But you can sometimes, you know, good teams can close games that way. They can lean on their netminder and say, take us home, baby. And Barley got it done tonight. He got it done in a building he hasn't gotten it done in very many times. This was one of those big step forward kind of moments. They went into a barn that they've not had any success in. I mean, none. In years. Right. Got it done. And beat a team that, that's been playing great hockey of their own. 
It's not like they got 35 points by being not good. <laughs> you know? And how crazy is it? The Avs are sitting at 32 points right now. Two years ago, they had a 48-point season. It's November, by the way. <laughs> what? I said it's November, by the way. November 27th. You're and in that's, good. They could legitimately, like it would take a lot of winning. They could, they could pass that season total by New Year's. Whoa. <laughs> I mean, oh, oh, 48. Yeah. I thought you meant last year. I was like, huh, no, no. I'm running quick numbers here. I don't think so. <laughs> no, they only need eight more wins. Only. But, I mean, over the course of a month. Uh, yeah. It's exciting, man. It's Dude, exciting well, stuff. It's exciting. And then, again, like, look at everything they have coming. Martin Kaut has taken immediate transition to the AHL. Is having a very good year. Kale McCarr is destroying college hockey. You don't even have to look at the depth of the pipeline. You're not, you're not talking about Cam Morrison, Sample Ranta. You're not talking about any of that shit. All you're talking about is those two guys. Plus, what's looking is like is pretty pretty likely going to be a top ten pick from Ottawa. I don't know. I haven't even mentioned Shane Bowers. This is this is this is the most exciting time to be an Avs fan since the team. You know, since. Really, the lockout. I was going to say. say since 2004, 2005. Right lockout. when when they lost uh, Fopa and, and Foot to free agency. So, I think this is the most exciting time to be in Abstin. I agree. They're right on the precipice, man, and that might be really difficult to sit through this year, knowing that there's another level waiting next year. But Abs fans need to have as much fun with this team while it, while they they can, before the Broncos like expectations set in on them. Because then every loss is going to make them really angry. Oh, how true it is. I can't wait to, uh, <laughs> I can't wait to respond to all those on Twitter. For AJ Hayfley, I have been Jesse Montagna. We have been out here at Bender's up in Westminster. Big shout out to these guys as always. Uh, always one of our favorite spots to come out to. This has been the BSN Avalanche present podcast presented by Strava Craft Coffee. Thank you guys all so much for listening.